0: So welcome to Traverse Talks, another episode. We haven't had one for a while, Uh, so a brand new episode today. And it's all about WordPress, so a topic that uh, most bloggers will be familiar with if they're using WordPress, which I think the majority of them are. So yeah, you've got a chance to uh, submit your questions on Facebook if you've joined the Facebook Live. Uh, And we've also got a whole host of questions ready to go for Chris Richardson. Who's here to uh, give us his expertise on WordPress? So, hello, Chris. How are you doing?
1: Good mate. Yourself?
0: I'm very good, very good. I'm a bit hot and stuffy in uh, in the UK, which is a bit bit weird, isn't it? Because you're in Australia, so you should be That's used to it. that. Hello.
1: You know, eight o'clock at night for me, so it's it's getting cold, and well, cold by my standards. Yeah. Uh, nothing the, like that. Nothing like life in the UK where you had fifty layers on. It's you know, turn the heater on, or maybe put a jumper on, and we're all good. So.
0: Yeah, you've got air conditioning though, I haven't got any, that's a, that's the problem, it's just like open a we window. We've
1: got re- heating or cooling, no matter what you want, so.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. So, for those of you who don't know Chris, um, Chris has been around blogging for some time, haven't you? Um, I, I know we met back in, I think, I don't even know when it was, it's probably 2010 or 11 or something yeah, like 2010 that.
1: 2010 or 11 thereabouts, yeah, I was, yeah, on that. Halfway through or the start of my um, gap year in the the UK, as Aussies like to do, head over there for two years and travel around and stuff and get into blogging and sort of everything took off from there.
0: Yeah. I think we met in London, didn't we? We have some blogging events. So we were around in the travel blogging kind of uh, scene at the time and uh, we did quite a few press trips together.
1: We did. Yeah. Now we've been, um, what, South Korea was an interesting one. And then I think we've been up. Sort of north of the UK, there about somewhere, and there are a few other bits and pieces we made around. So, yeah, known each other for yeah longer than I want to admit at this point now. Otherwise, it makes me feel like me at (laughs) Null.
0: Yeah, well, you you look as young as ever, mate. So it's fine, you know.
1: I'm doing well then because I got two young fellas in the house. So they keep us busy.
0: Yeah, keeping you on your toes.
1: That's it.
0: So, you've been doing WordPress for a very long time, then, right? So I, yeah. I've known, known you've always had an interest in that side of things, even when we were travel blogging back in London and, and, and traveling around. So you always had yeah, yeah. like before your finger on the pulse.
1: Before I got into blogging and all the rest, I was a, an IT guy doing support for businesses and stuff. And so sort I of had sort of a bit of interest then. And then just being an IT guy, got into got into the WordPress side of things probably more than I got into the, the writing side of things. Um,
0: yeah. Sort of
1: while I love the blogging aspect and the writing, the, the travel and all the rest the writing was never my... Strong focus, but tech life was, and um, so that allowed me to sort of help other bloggers. When we were sort of kicking off, and community was small then. So yeah, it sort of just helped one blogger and helped another blogger. And time went on. I thought, hang on a minute, I can make it, make a living out of this sort of stuff. And yeah, it's just you know, ten years of blogging, supporting all sorts of bloggers all over the place now. So
0: yeah, you kind um, of glutton, glutton for punishment, really, taking up that kind of uh, aspect yeah. of blogging.
1: No, it's all a puzzle I, I like to solve puzzles and you know wordpress and plugins and themes it's all just a, a puzzle in a way um yeah coding and coding will either work or it won't so we work out what's what and, and then work with you know the bloggers to to get the right sort of outcome for what they're aiming for you can never really break it you can just mess it up a bit until you fix it again
0: it's very true way. Very true. So tell us about what, you, what you've what you been doing and, and what you're doing going forward, like WordPress-wise.
1: Yeah, so for the longest, no, business has been through a couple of versions, I guess, over the last little while. Um, and I've just relaunched the business website after you know, COVID and all the rest has sort of given everybody a bit of a, a hit in the wallet and sort of slowed down travel. No one's been traveling, no one's been able to do anything, um, spending more time working on their sites, you know, improving that sort of thing. So I sort of adjusted the business a bit and and sort of the main focus is to be sort of support for other bloggers you know um if you've got problems with your hosts you know you don't everyone knows what trying to deal with their third-party support on their hosts and stuff like that like get on a live chat and they're not going to listen or just give you a story so the idea is to take on the sort of the tech side of people's blogs and you know maintain the backups maintain updates and look that look after that sort of thing um and also Excuse me. Moved into um, hosting people's websites as well. Um, hosting is sort of one of those things where um, you sort of depended on the host to give you the right story. And having dealt with so many bloggers and so many web hosts over time, it's clear that they just give you a story to get rid of you. Um, they yeah. don't, Your your best interests aren't in there. Aren't for them. It's about them making money. So. Um, yeah, working to sort of give that full package of supporting the blog, hosting the blog, and showing you with page speed and things like that being an issue these days. We want to have a, a nice, well-rounded package that we can fully control, so that we can mm-hmm. maintain and avoid any sort of lame excuses and that sort of stuff. It's a yeah to be that one sort of one-stop setup to let you us look after the tech side of things, so you can get on with blogging and writing and traveling and doing all the things you enjoy.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. I think like as a blogger, it, there's so many aspects to blogging and it's so time consuming doing certain things. I think the tech side of it's like, it, it, it's a whole like another world and it's kind of like looking after all that stuff just kind of soaks up all your time. And I think if you can, can get rid of that aspect of it and, and it's look, well looked after, then you can concentrate on the other side of things, maybe pushing, making more money or getting to the point where you can make money. So I think it's a really valuable, valuable aspect. Sure.
1: Bloggers love to, on social media and communicate. They love to travel or get around. They don't mind taking pictures and writing stuff. The tech side of things is that sort of really dry, boring thing that no one wants to do but they know they need to do so it gets the least amount of attention. Um, Where in reality, it sort of needs, you know, a bit more because if your site goes down, it doesn't matter what you're doing and what you're You're not making money when your website's not working right. So, yeah, it's to take take that sort of really boring topic away, let you enjoy the good stuff and you know what you see is boring we find we find really enjoyable so
0: yeah yeah and there's so many so many um i mean you can have your blog set up and it's running and stuff but like who's maintaining it are you maintaining it yourself it's 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 uh, even myself i i look after a lot of the traverse stuff but sometimes we we have quite a few sites so it's kind of hard to keep up with it all sometimes we could do a few more people (laughs) because um you know you just sometimes you go in and things are out of date and you know things are conflicting and sometimes you've got to take a a day out just to look after things you know
1: yeah that's it i mean it's only you've only got to install one bad update and all of a sudden you know the website might go down and it's a matter of okay going back does the backup work how does the how does the backup work um i find a lot of bloggers will have a backup they've never restored it to know if it even works yeah Um, some web hosts will give you a backup um half the time they aren't working or some will say, yes, it works. No, it doesn't. It, it's unreliable. So you want to be sure that, you know, if something bad was to happen, you can get your site back up because, you know, for a lot of bloggers, it, it's their livelihood. It's <clears throat> what they're trying to make their money from. So um, yeah, no matter, no matter how many social followers and all the rest you've got, um, if your blog doesn't work, then yeah, you, you're a bit short, short changed.
0: Yeah. It's like they say, isn't it? You've got to, if it's in a business and you're making money from it, you got to invest in that business and and take it seriously. And, and, you know, you've got to pay money to kind of support certain aspects of that business.
1: I'd like to think of it as in terms of like the service we provide is more like insurance on your website. Um, you know, you take insurance for your house, for your car, for yourself, um, having that insurance on your website. So if something bad happens, there's someone there to act to resolve to fix so that you don't have to jump on Google and jump on the support chat with your host and spend hours of your time that could be spent growing your business. Um, we jump in we fix it we get it back up and going um and you you know we cover that side of you so that you know, you're always set
0: that's good it's good i could do with um definitely having a bit of that myself at traverse but yeah i'm not lo- i'm not looking away from the camera and being rude i'm actually looking at the facebook live as well just in case any questions come in so if you see me looking down it's because of that <laughs> Okay, well, we've got some questions that came in, so we'll start with those, I think, um, because some of these topics we can probably talk about all day as well because because uh, it's technical stuff. Um, yeah, so um, let's get the first one then. Um, so this is a question. I think Joe Lee sent this one on, in on Twitter. What backup, uh, database and other files for to- photos and graphics and restore plugins do you recommend?
1: So backups are, yeah, one of the really – things that i push on with bloggers is having a backup and then being able to restore it um there's some good plugins around that will let you back up your site but they've got no way to easily restore it so if you had to start your blog from scratch you're sort of essentially hiring a tech guy to come back and roll things back for you um one of the plugins that does it really well is called updraft it will let you do backups of plugins files everything. Um, it'll let you offload those backups to say your Dropbox account or a Google Drive account so that you can schedule it to run daily, weekly, and it'll upload it directly to your, your cloud device or just to the server as well. But we recommend off an off-site location like Dropbox, Google Drive, that sort of thing. Um, so if something bad does happen to your host, you've got to copy your files you can always get back. Um, one of the good things about Updraft is that it will let you restore your site from one of those files so if you know something bad happens you need to roll back to site database you know if something's become corrupt or your host had an issue um you can install the plugin on a fresh install of wordpress re-upload the the backups that it provides and it will restore your site back to what stage it was in they um, haven't paid version as well but usually the free one is enough to get by for most people yeah um Another plugin, or a plugin, more a service. It's um, a service called ManageWP, which is sort of like a, a service that will let you manage your blog from a remote sort of location. So if you've got multiple sites, it's a good um, tool. You can connect up your blogs to it and you can schedule backups to run through it. You can push out updates and things like that directly from there to all of your sites at once. Um, so it sort of becomes a management tool for your, your blog. So you don't log into your blog per se. You, this is a separate service. Um, I think their free plan allows you about three websites, weekly backups, um, and that gets offloaded to a third-party service as well. And I've been using that for a lot of clients to sort of help manage um, all the bits and pieces they have, especially with clients with multiple sites. It lets them have one sort of main interface that they can log into all the sites, back up all their sites, get sort of a report on performance and things like that as well. So it's a good sort of all-in-one tool that... (coughs) um, backs up your site and gives you a few other things as well
0: okay is this um is it on its own website the yeah, fwp.com it's a separate sort of um okay
1: WordPress management service essentially they've got free mm-hmm. plans use. um so yeah, you know, for you a traverse something that's handy to manage all the sites in one place um, yeah definitely and that sort of stuff so yeah for bloggers with multiple sites it's a really good tool if you've just got the one site less valuable because it's logging into one site to get into another mm-hmm. um but good to have you know, that automated backup process and it's, because it's a third party service it's not really running on your blog per se it's all sort of running remotely and connecting in so um that's interesting some, back, some backup plugins so you go
0: ahead. i was just going to say it's interesting because if you there's a lot of these plugins that back up and restore from within wordpress and it's kind of well if you can't get to wordpress then you're struggling aren't you you know you kind of would have to find a workaround
1: That's the thing. So having something like this, because it backs up externally and works outside of your blog, you can always get in to download a copy of your backup to, you know, give it to an IT guy and they can restore it from something like that as well. So um, the thing about backups and that is having that remote location for your files because if, you know, your host goes out of business or something happens to your server and it can't be restored, you don't want your backup stored on the hosting server itself. Yeah. Um, A lot of web hosts will sort of kick up a fuss when you're storing huge amounts of data on your hosting server as well because you know all these plans say unlimited but they're not really unlimited per se
0: yeah nice that's really interesting i think i've learned something already so um what what kind (laughs) of format is that file in though so you you do the backup and do you know what format it's in
1: a zip file so anybody can open it up okay
0: all
1: the files Um, with Updraft, you can pick what format it saves in. I think, um, but zip files is usually the default, so that you can download it to your computer and anybody can open it. Yeah. Um, the managed WP one's really good because it dumps all the files into one big zip file that you can pull mm-hmm. down. but um, also, if you just need to restore a single plugin, you can go into the, the interface and just download that individual file. Um, whereas something like Updraft will backup your upload, like all your image files in one folder. A one zip file or your plugins in one zip file so you've sort of got to pull down one whole thing and then upload just the bit you need
0: interesting i have to have a look at that cool but there's a few other
1: services going around similar to that one but that one's been around a long time it's what i've been using um works really well
0: nice so i guess um on a similar kind of theme of perhaps you know, losing your website for some reason. <laughs> what, what are the common common security concerns with the recent WordPress versions, uh, e.g. 5.6 and above, and how to mitigate them?
1: So security is pretty much as it's always been. Um, you know, have good passwords. A good password isn't cute dog 123. <laughs> a whole combination of stuff you can't pronounce, you know, 12 or 14 characters long of just gibberish. Yeah. Um you know, making sure your username isn't just admin, making it something more unique. Um, it's hard to change once you've set up your site, but you can create yourself a new user and migrate across to that user after the fact. Um, keeping everything updated. So WordPress plugins, um, there's been the last sort of 12 months, some really high-profile plugins like Elementor and things like that that have had really big security issues that... Um, had to be updated straight away or your site was going to be compromised. Um, yeah. Had some sites where people were people were on top of their plugins and they still got hacked because it was such a, a big exploit that, you know, sites were just targeted en masse because it's such a popular plugin. Mm-hmm. So things like that you can never be fully prepared for, um, but by keeping on top of your updates and things like that, you're better sort of, better set up to mitigate it as best you can. Um, And then just, you know, a bit of common sense with plugins and things like that that you install. Um, You know, paid plugins you're generally pretty safe with, plugins you install directly from WordPress's repository, generally all pretty good. Um, It's plugins you download from some random website or maybe you've downloaded something from something like GitHub where someone's released this plugin but it's not really uploaded to any sort of place where it can be verified um you can't be sure of the quality someone might have built some backdoor into the the plugin so they can jump into your site and do all sorts of nasty things um and with themes making sure you keep those updated um not always the easiest thing to do i know some some providers will sort of bundle in a nice auto update feature that you can update your themes and away you go yeah Um, but you know and there's also some some theme providers just abandon their themes like you had it for a you've had your theme for two or three years, you've not sort of checked to update, you go to, go to check it eventually and you find out, you know, there's no longer support. So mm. um, keeping up keeping up with, you know, how your theme's being updated it might force you to change your design along the way, but um, keeping your site secure is a much better way than, um, you know, leaving yourself open to something that's going to come along after the fact. Yeah. A lot that's of people... Yep, sorry, go
0: ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, it's... Um- It's often that, you know, they update the theme, but you've got to download it and install it and then pray that it's compatible with the latest version of WordPress and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like, there's lots and lots of variables, but the general idea is, you know, if you keep staying updated with everything, you've got less chance of breaking something when you get, you know, 12 months behind and thereabouts Um, because most themes will gradually change. But when you go from an older to a newer, there's potential for problems. Um, WordPress themselves lately have been sort of, Making things a bit difficult with pushing them, pushing the sort of setup and depreciating old old features. But yeah, keep it updated, keep good passwords, and don't install anything silly, and you're generally pretty good. Um, yeah,
0: give us some um, horror stories on the back end of uh, WordPress. In terms of, have you seen any anyone set up where they've got? I guess you have like hundreds of plugins <laughs> that they don't need or terrible plugins. You know, when you go in and in the back end, it just looks ridiculous. The menus like fall into pieces. And
1: yeah, yeah, there's been some 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 interesting ones. One 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 client I sort of picked up was a, a while ago now. Um, yeah, their WordPress in, WordPress version was still running. I think we're up to what five point six, five point seven mm. now. At the time I think it was around late fours, but they were mm. still running early version three with all these things, and they're hosting and <laughs> had no support for newer versions of PHP. And it was just, it was like, it was stuck in time, this site. And look, it yeah. was working. I'm surprised it hadn't been hacked before. But yeah, just that. And then, yeah, the amount of plugins some, some sites have got installed is, and not even the amount of plugins, but the amount of plugins that all do the same job. Yeah. And they're all, yeah, a lot of them are active, just not doing anything. Um, but even though it's active, it's impacting your speed and all the rest because those plugins are loading their stuff on the, the front end mm-hmm. for read um yeah and then uh, hosting as well is another sort of side effect of um impacting on your speed and your security as well
0: yeah i guess it's like the danger with wordpress is like you, you can install it and you go in and you do your posts and stuff but it's actually so easy to kind of install plugins and get new features that i think a lot of people who don't understand the aspects of it kind of get carried away and then end up with like a plethora of plugins that they don't need and things like that running in the background a
1: lot of people, when you're toying with adding a new feature to your site, you try two or three plugins to get the right sort of fit, like with social icons. You know, you want the, not, the right sort of look. So you install two or three and you play with them and you keep the one you like, but you forget about the three others that you put in. So um, it's just about being yeah smart with your usage and how you configure things. Um, yeah, just just put on what you need and get rid of what you don't.
0: Good stuff. Right, next question. Uh, what's a good caching plugin to speed up WordPress?
1: There's lots and lots of good ones. Um, WP Rocket's probably my most favorite. It's not free, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: but it does a good job of keeping things really simple for anybody to use um, and generally doesn't break things on your site when you turn them all on. Um, There's a lot of other, um, like there used to be plugins, WP Super Cache, W3 Total Cache, things like that, or plugins that were around for, you know, Ages early on and they were really good, but they cause issues and you really needed to know how to configure them to get them to work Mm. right. Um, Whereas WP Rocket, that's not overly expensive. I think it's $30, $40 thereabouts a year from memory. Um, But it lets you do all the things you really need to do, especially with Google's Core Web Vitals and page experience being so important at the moment. It really sort of targets a lot of that stuff to help you get, you know, the best performance you can regardless of what sort of hosting you're on. Obviously, better hosting you on, the better performance you get. But even, you know, the cheaper shared hostings and, you know, $5, $10 a month sort of providers, it will give you a boost and sort of tidy up a lot of the things no matter what sort of theme you're running. Um, but there are free options as well. Um, there's a plugin called Cache Enabler, which is a good sort of free caching plugin. Mm-hmm. No crazy configurations, just a simple settings page. You sort of turn it on and away you go. Um, and then you can use another plugin called auto Optimize to do all the sort of optimizations for your JavaScript code or your CSS styling code and, and sort of help fine tune that sort of stuff. But it does get a bit more tricky when you're trying to combine multiple plugins um, that will do the job, um, which is why, you know, if you can grab WP Rocket, you know, mm-hmm. it's a nice setup, doesn't cost a lot and saves you a lot of headaches and, and time.
0: That's good. good to know. I think I've been using... It w3 total cash is that the one yeah.
1: that was one of the first sort of first sort of plugins that come around that had all the yeah. features to it. and it had every feature under the sun and for the average blogger to go in there and work with the the setup of it it was i mean it was confusing for me to use and, yeah and i sort of had a fair idea when it, when it was around and it's just you know it shouldn't it shouldn't be that difficult
0: i no. um,
1: like it, about yeah
0: it's definitely for a techie ones. or something i, I spent a I spent a good few times, like a few hours poking around at least and then setting up CDNs and all that kind of stuff and things and and, and trying to understand it. But as you say, they don't really put it in like simple terms as well. But.
1: Yeah. And that's what that's what I like about the WP one. It really is aiming at, you know, blogger with any sort of technical skill. Um, you know, and they've got some really good documentation and that sort of stuff as well, which you need when you're trying to understand, you know, what does this feature do? How does it help me? Rather than just, you know, do this, do that. You know, there's some there's some sort of method to their madness, I guess.
0: Good stuff. Um, I, I'm just getting a question on Facebook live. So uh, that one jumps to the top of the queue in our kind yeah. of grand scheme of things. Uh, it's from cash, actually cash, uh, the budget traveler. What is the best tool to audit your blog and check SEO comma site speed?
1: So if you're checking site speed, Google's page speed tool is usually pretty good since um, mm-hmm the world and you've got to do everything google says regardless of whether it's right or wrong it's a good tool to get an idea of what's good and bad trying to decipher everything they tell you isn't as easy as it sounds um, so there's other sites one's called gtmetrics.com gives you similar sort of results for your desktop performance doesn't give you a mobile performance unless you pay the money um, but they dumb it down a bit so it's easy to understand what google's essentially trying to tell you um, helps you pinpoint, okay, well, these are really large images. Let's go in and fix those um, and things like that. Um, If you want to look at a general sort of SEO site speed, all all in one sort of setup, there's a program called SiteBulb. Um, Can download for free for 30 days and it'll let you do a full sort of technical SEO audit of your site. Um, It'll do site speed, all sorts of really interesting technical stuff and do a full, full workup, I guess, of your site. And has some really useful sort of tips and helpful sort of nudges to give you an idea of why this is an issue and why it's not. Um, the documentation is pretty good. There is a degree where it gets a bit difficult to understand, but generally you can sort of pinpoint the biggest pain points and sort of pull things in from there. Um, and then it's after that, then you sort of getting a bit more specific um, in terms of your setup and, you know, every site's different. So, could be your hosting's a bit slow. could be your, you're uploading your images too large. Um, and then, I guess, yeah, you, then you're sort of looking at hiring someone else to give you that extra sort of step and, you know, really decipher the really more difficult stuff, I guess. But yeah, yeah Google's page Feed or GT metrics, and then the, the SiteBolt tool will give you a good sort of, good overview without having to pony up any money or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's called site bolt, is it?
1: Site bu- SiteBolt, as in... SiteBolt. S- bulb. S- bulb. Yeah, S I T E B U L B. Yeah, free All for the right, first. Then. I think it is. Um, so you you, know, you can you can run a scan, give yourself a couple of weeks to do some work, and then run another scan to see how well you see what your changes have input, sort of improved.
0: Good stuff. I mean, this highlights why, like, you know, you may be able to do quite a bit of stuff with your WordPress and look after it yourself, but like, actually, can you spend the time better doing something else when you want to like? revamp all your page speed and stuff it's kind of a, you, you could spend weeks doing that <laughs> trying to get it
1: that's the thing you can spend weeks and weeks and weeks of this stuff sort of digging into it and getting right into it and you know if you're that way inclined it's, it's a great sort of learning experience but at the same time when you're doing that you're not writing blog posts you're not promoting you're not on a campaign you're not doing stuff and it's it's sort of something you want to sit down and do in one sort of week session rather than you know, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, an hour here, because you lose your your track of where you're up to and it's harder to gauge you know, performance over time. So, um, yeah, even with all the free stuff you can do and all the stuff you can do, um, it's always better to, to know when you, you're out of your depth and yeah, put some money mm-hmm. towards some what they're doing.
0: Good stuff. Cool. Right. We've got a kind of a, a, a quite a general question. Um, the fastest WordPress themes. I'm about to change mine. So that would be really useful.
1: It's, it's a hard one because I could say this theme is amazing. And you will look yeah. at it and think, oh, this is terrible. This doesn't work for me at all. Like the fastest themes are generally the ones without all the bells and whistles. Um, they're clean, simple sort of setup. So uh, plug it. Uh, so themes like generate press, nice, simple sort of build um, works with the, um, the Gutenberg blocks editor as well, so and it has um, a plugin that builds in to really expand on how the, the block editor works. Um, so it's a really good one. You know they've got some some templates you can import, and it keeps it all simple. There's no overly fancy page builders, anything crazy like that. It's real simple to the point and um, not over the top. Um, there's another one called Astra. Oh um, uh,
0: yeah, I think I've them. got Ast- I've got Astra somewhere.
1: A lot of people like it. I had some um yeah popular lot of sort of um developers and things like that a lot of the time it's bundled with a page builder like beaver builder or elementor or something like that to give you that sort of really custom look but either of those two will, will get you the base sort of foundation and then you can add on elements for what you need um but yeah generate press would be my preference over astro just just because of you know, the guy that's running, it's really down to earth. He's created some, some really good products and um, supports always usually pretty good.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, I'd love smart ways to use Gutenberg or ways to use it more efficiently. I know this isn't kind of, is it a difficult one to answer really, I think, but
1: <laughs> it is because it really depends on what sort of content you're wanting to put in there. Mm. I mean, the, sort of Gutenberg blocks editor will let you do a lot more than you could with you know the previous sort of classic editor you know you can these days you can do columns and all sorts of nice layouts that you needed to have a page builder before that now you don't um but there are a lot of plugins that aren't as bulky and crazy as a full-on page builder that sort of add or sort of improve its features i guess um there's one called genesis custom blocks uh they, it's a paid plugin um yeah. it sort of enhances the editor to give you more of a page builder type experience, I guess, of the elements you can add. Um, there's one called Ultimate Add-ons for Gutenberg. Um, free, and I think it's got a paid add-on as well from memory. Again, it's just adding extra features in to give you more of what the page builders have. Um, and then there's Generate Blocks, which is made by the same guy that created Generate Press. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll give you, again, more control over what you can do with the layout. Um So you can create sort of full width elements on your site and break up the content instead of it just being, you know, a standard sort of blog layout and and they're all really good to give you that extra, extra feeling as opposed to having to get, you know, a page builder and start really bulking your site out. Um, And because they work with Gutenberg, even if you swap themes, they're going to keep working no matter what. um, And it doesn't tie you into a specific page builder um, or something like that. So yeah, in terms of, yeah, smart ways to use it, it really comes down to your content, but plugins like that can help you improve your, your workflow and, and have new features, I guess.
0: I think Gutenberg's a strange one as well because, like, um, you've got kind of the aspects of building pages and yeah. making them look nice, and then you've kind of got your blog stuff as well, and it it's kind of seems a little bit like they're not quite sure what they're doing because I think it probably takes away from writing within WordPress and, like, creating the article like the flow of writing with all these blocks and stuff?
1: They work towards adding like full screen view and stuff like that. So you're more just in the post. Um, A lot of it's working towards visual editing. So less writing, like you'd be in a Word document, more writing, creating a page for each one. Um, Sort of the visual experiences where they're trying to catch up with what page builders have been doing because people are really, for people that aren't, you know, technical orientated to be able to see it all on the page, how they're all going to come together. And That's the, the approach they're going for to make it nice and easy. Um, but they're playing catch up with the, the page builders and things like that to sort of middle yeah. to give you the, a really fast user interface, but also, you know, not bulk it out with stuff you don't need.
0: Yeah, they've it's been sl- slowly improving it, I think.
1: Yeah. When they first come out with it, everyone just panicked. and said, like, oh, this is terrible. I can't use it. <laughs> I was the same. I went from the the old classic editor to swapping over. I'm like, how does this work? Why can't I put a picture in? And it just, it was less about them being the problem, more me with my workflow and how, you know, I've been blogging for a long time. So I knew how, to, knew how things worked for me, but then it changed. So yeah. But no, it works really well. It's just, so, you, so, of-
0: so do you use it now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And no, I use it now for just, well, yeah, most things. Um, using it more to sort of create custom things for people as well. So instead of, um, you know, having to rely on a page builder or something like that, we're creating custom elements so we can create custom blocks for people on their website so they can add in their own unique you know, newsletter campaign whenever they want in the middle of the post. You don't have to drop a bunch of HTML in the page. You can just
0: mm-hmm.
1: block and it just automatically appears and works and looks nice. Um, so it allows people a bit more freedom without having to know code and things like that too
0: yeah it sounds like it's getting it's getting better slowly and yeah. slowly
1: slowly that's it
0: but i've i've I found it a bit flaky at times as well like i don't know just aligning stuff and things like that images with gutenberg it's probably the theme's fault to be honest rather than gutenberg but yeah
1: yeah the theme doesn't support it like in terms of like the right sort of because it changes all the html that gets output in your posts so
0: mm-hmm.
1: theme doesn't support it you're going to have issues um but generally, most themes are caught up now, and this is usually pretty good.
0: Good stuff. Okay, on the topic of themes, where's the best place to find good themes for your WordPress site?
1: Ask your friends. Ask in blogging groups. Ask other other bloggers what where they're getting their themes from, what their theme supports like. Um, I mean, I could say ThemeForest and various other theme providers. Um, but when you're buying a theme, you're not just buying the theme and how it works, you're buying the support it provides. Um, and you know, is it getting updated? Is it working with other stuff? Um, and it's I don't know, it's it's tricky because yeah. I might say this is a great place to get a theme, this thing's amazing, it works for everyone. And then you look at it and think, oh no, this is terrible, this doesn't fit my idea of you know what I wanted to do with. Plugins and how I wanted it to, to look. So, best way for things is yeah, ask your friends, ask your blogging groups, you know, get look up the reviews online, look up the comments that people are leaving for support on the themes, get an idea of when it was updated last. Um, there's no best theme, there's just the right theme for you and your content. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, if you can avoid one that's bundled with a page builder like WP Bakery, it's not the best. Page builder plugin going around. Um, a lot of will bundle in with Elementor, which is fine. It, it works pretty well. It's they, they're getting better performance-wise. Um, try and avoid any theme that creates its own page builder or its own sort of everything, because um, then if you decide to swap themes later on, you're you tied into their mm-hmm. systems. By picking more sort of brand name type setups, it won't matter what theme you choose. You know everything will still work well.
0: Yeah, it's that annoying thing if you've like gone down the route of like using all their stuff and their page builders and everything and then you decide to totally revamp the site one day and and do a fresh install and everything and it's got all bits of code from their code builder in in your like blog posts and stuff or whatever.
1: The Avada theme was really good at that early on. I don't know if it still does it or not, but it used to dump huge amounts of short code to facilitate all the styling people had. And, And look, it gave you so much freedom and it does everything. Um, I don't know if they've improved it since. I imagine they have. Um, but yeah. when you when you turn the plugin off and the theme off, you're just like, "Well, this doesn't look like content. This is just a lot of gibberish with some words around." It. It's, so they, they lock you in, I guess. So by yeah. finding themes that are less less locked in, you know, anything that mm-hmm. uses the good editor as as a default, you know, it won't matter what theme you go to. Your content's always going to be content without issues. So.
0: Yeah, I think I did a bit of um, asking around on groups on Facebook because I hadn't. Picked a new theme for a long time. So it's time, time to get up to date. So I kind of asked people, got 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 kind of the same answer from a lot of people at the time. I can't remember what it was. It may have been Astra theme at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I mean yeah. other bloggers are you know are doing the same thing. They're looking for themes, they're finding a theme. You know, you'll always hear everyone complain about the work bad ones, they won't usually tell you the best ones unless you ask. So yeah, um, ask around is the best way to find a good theme. And you know, look at what other bloggers are using, don't specifically copy them. Um, yeah. you know you can idea of what themes are popular and what you can do with the theme
0: yeah cool next question then um, let's have a look at what point would you decide to reinstall WordPress fresh with a new theme etc minimal plugins
1: unless my site was corrupt I don't think I'd ever reinstall and start fresh mm-hmm. um, unless you don't want to keep any of your content unless you you know starting again with nothing no, not wanting to bring anything in, then go for it. Um, it's far easier to clean up and tidy up and, you know, optimise what you've got um, than it is to start again and import the content. Um, the WordPress importer, one exists. It works some of the time and I don't think it's been updated in the last two or three years at least. Um, I tried to use it for a client recently and, you know, they had 500 blog posts, you know, and a huge amount of images to import and it just it wouldn't run well it was just timing out so we had to use you know a paid sort of tool that would do the job but it becomes so much work to move everything across and then you've yeah. got to worry about okay well you know how's my seo going to be affected how's my you know performance it's so much work to sort of start again um unless you're wiping the slate and just starting with the blog fresh yeah um, generally it's a lot easier to you know go and clean up the plugins delete everything you don't need go through your, your blog post clean up the ones you don't need delete it all um, and you can do some optimizations on your database and, and hire hire a dev guy for you know, a couple of hours to go in and just clean up everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot easier and cleaner than you yeah, having to start all over again and set everything up from scratch. Um, yeah,
0: I think it's good to clean up those files as well and, and someone to have a look at the files in the background and see what's going on because you may have old themes in there and things like that, plugins and things lying around that may be susceptible to a bit of hacking and things like that. So
1: Sure, definitely. There's plugins that, you know, back in the day, when you deleted a plugin, it didn't necessarily remove all of its, you know, bits and pieces. Mm. These days, they're a lot better at that. But, um, yeah, over time, your site builds up all sorts of extra bits and pieces that you don't need. And, yeah, far easier to sort of clean up what's there than start again and have to go through the whole process. I mean, you can. It, it's definitely doable, but it's, it's just in my mind a lot more work.
0: Yeah cool all right another question we're getting through these questions how long have we been going 40 minutes still time to get your questions in on the facebook live if you are on there um uh, but we'll get to the next one uh it is are there any base plugins you'd recommend if i've just installed wordpress i guess this is like um what are the key plugins you'd use if you were just starting out and you just install wordpress is there any ones that are like a must have
1: there's probably Three that I would say, you want to have something to back up your site so that you've got you know, that, that security on your site, that insurance that if something bad happens, you can revert. Um, some sort of sp- a spam plugin to help cut down on your comment spam. McKismet's um, the most popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's free for personal use, and so then you've got to start paying once you start putting ads and things like that on your site. Um, but works really, really well. Um, there are some other plugins. It's one called Clean Talk, I think it is, um, will help with comment spam and that sort of stuff but you want to really get on top of the spam so you're not dealing with that too much and the other one's an seo plugin so you can start setting up all the right sort of metadata that google wants to see in facebook and twitter and all these different social networks so that you know when your articles are shared online you know the right image shows up the right description that you want to have shows up um, so that when google starts coming to index your site you're giving them sort of what you want them to take they won't necessarily use it all the time but it helps sort of set up all the main sort of backend bits and pieces so that when you're ready to share your website with the world, that um, it's going to present properly on all the different networks. Um, So like backup plugins we've covered, Mm -hmm. the best one SEO plugin in terms of the best one, Yoast used to be the, was the one that everybody used and, had. Um, there's a few others that have started to take over, like Rank Math now. Um, there's one called SEO Press, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all these different plotter plugins coming along. They'll all do the same job. Um, some do a lot more than others. Um, Rank Math is trying to do all sorts of crazy stuff at the moment, which both good and bad, I guess, from my point of view. I, I want an SEO plugin that just gets on with putting all the right sort of details i need for my metadata for my posts so everything's labeled properly i don't really need it to do 50 other things that i can do myself with redirects and that sort of stuff but yeah they all do the same job they're all pretty much none are better than the others i don't think there's just a you know it's like what type of what's your favorite soft drink or chocolate bar or or (laughs) car everyone's everyone's got a favorite so you just you know it's it's not not an argument worth to have it it's just you know just have have one and get it set up right so that you're um, you're covered and then you know anything other than that might be you know social sharing icons if your theme doesn't include it Um, and anything else after that really comes down to personal choice you know what what type of site you've got Um, if it's a photography site maybe you're going to add a photo gallery plugin or something like that that enhances what wordpress does Um, so it comes down to yeah the, the type of the niche topic or the the niche of your site, I guess, to what you sort of go to from
0: there. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So I think like uh, at the beginning, we kind of went through some of the key plugins anyway. So it's kind of a bit of caching, some backups um, and then those kind of things. So yeah. And your social sharings, your SEO, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I've had a few problems with Yoast recently as well with certain things like conflicting. So yeah, Yeah, I could do with finding a new one.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there's, I said, like Rank is quite popular. I think it's SEO Press is a paid one, but quite popular with um, WordPress agencies and things like that, where they're managing people's sites um, because it gives you everything you need without all the extra fluff and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, you want plugins that just get in, do the job, and don't sort of fill your WordPress dashboard with a whole bunch of extra upsells and promos and all the other bits and pieces. But yeah, I mean that's the thing, like. Speeding up, so caching, SEO, spam, backup, they're the really core cool plugins. And anything else is, you know, the, the extra nice things to make your site your site as opposed to looking like everybody else's.
0: Yep. Right, on to the next one. So we've got a question about Instagram photos. What's the best way to show my Instagram photos on my website, plugin or manual or manually?
1: i say don't. Um, I, I say that because- What do you mean because- don't? <laughs> I generally say that because of the impact it has on page speed. So it comes back to page speed and user experience and things like that. Um, Instagram photos on website, great. They look pretty. They make the website look amazing. And in terms of your page speed and all that sort of stuff that's more important than how pretty it looks, um, because you've got to pull all these images in from, you know, Instagram servers and yeah. depending on how many you put, like a lot of people have little, you know, the bars across the bottom of the page or in their mm-hmm. sidebar show off four five ten photos that's a lot of extra requests to load your site so yeah i would generally say if you don't need it don't um yeah. if you do one on there uh, there's a plugin from called smash balloon social photo feed mm. used to be called instagram feed but they changed the name i don't know why i'm guessing they couldn't use instagram in the name of the plugin yeah yeah um free and paid version works really well you connect up your instagram account and um you can easy sort of configurations to, you know, drop it in the sidebar of your site or a lot of themes will bundle this plugin in anyway as part of their theme because they show these images across the bottom of your site and things like that. Um, But to anybody that's looking to do it, if you're putting it there just to make it look pretty, it's not really worth it, especially if it's down the bottom of the page because you've got to get people to scroll all that way first. Um, Yeah. And also, you know, just the the impact it has on your website speed and those sorts of things. Um, you know, an extra 10 images to load in is more, you know, a lot slower. Mobile users as well see that see the design a little bit different to your desktop mm-hmm. people. Um, so if you've got all these fancy, amazing Instagram pictures, they're all the way at the bottom of the page on the page. You want know, a mobile device how often and you're scrolling all the way down to see that. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time you're going to jump on Instagram and that's where you're looking at your pictures. Um, so from a design point of view, it's nice if you want it to look pretty, but otherwise I try and tell people to don't stick it on there. You know, think about yeah. the loading time, the performance. Um, it's a, a trade-off, I guess. It's
0: That's a good point. Say. It's a very good point. I think the loading time, because obviously these plugins are using the Instagram API, if it still exists, to pull in these um, images. And I found, I think I think it was Smash Balloon that I was using, and, uh, and it, was, it was cool for a bit, but then like Instagram updates something and then it stops working for some reason. Um, quite temperamental. Um, so I stopped, stopped actually using them and I kind of got hold of the photos, the original photos and put them on instead.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Instagram have changed their API a few times in the last two or three years and essentially made a lot of plugins just broken and they weren't, they were never updated because you had to change so much to then connect with them. So this is the smash balloon plug. is probably the only one that stayed working regardless of everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes down to, yeah, yeah, you want, how how you want the site to look versus you know the performance and things like that. So because Google's yeah. pushing, you know, the whole page experience and you know speed and mo- mobile devices, that sort of stuff. Google sort of Google are grading your website by how fast it loads according to a mobile three G connection. Yeah, um, you might have super fast broadband at home, but Google doesn't care because they're thinking of the, the lowest common denominator in terms of how your site performs and they yeah, they're, yeah. Ranking, they're essentially at the once Core Web vitals comes out and all the rest, they, they're ranking you mobile first. Mm-hmm. So if you mobile is rubbish, but it's great on desktop, you're still going to suffer. So it's a matter of, you know, do I need the Twitter widget? Do I need the Facebook widget? Do I need the Instagram widget? Does it provide enough value to my readers to have it? Or, you know, is my blog post content and the affiliate links I've got in there, you know, the ads I've got, are they, are they the more priority so that I want the site to load and get people clicking on those rather than clicking on my nice pretty, you know, Instagram photo, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think the way I got, I, I've started to go around that is just to get the original images and make sure the images are optimised and put them on uh, yeah. and then maybe put a link to the Instagram above it kind of thing. Yeah. A little bit more work, but...
1: But that's the thing, like, if you're just putting the picture on your site... Um, you know, caching plugins and stuff like that can help with um, doing what's called lazy loading the image.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't load until someone scrolls down to see it. So if you've got a mobile user, you know they've just skimmed the first half part of your article and bailed out. They've not had to load you know fifty other bits of content on your site. So yeah. you've made it easier for them. But if they do get down to see the image, you know it's it's loaded quick quickly for them. So. You're trying to be i guess a good internet citizen for everyone and you know save save everyone's mobile bandwidth and things like that <laughs> at, at the same time of you know improving your performance um especially with ads these days because you know a lot mm-hmm. of bloggers you know, are making them making their money with ads at the moment and they're a big yeah. contributor to it as much as the ad networks say we're doing the all we can and we're making we're making it you know like it's hardly ever an issue it's still it's still an issue
0: yeah, your ads are there.
1: They're still loading on the page. So if you can cut down on anything else that might be getting in the way, then you know.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm very surprised that a lot of these ad networks and stuff. It doesn't have a negative impact in terms of well you know the loading of the page but also the distraction it creates um even just going on like some news websites and things i won't i won't even bother reading the article if there's a video playing automatically or there's like stuff going on everywhere i'm just like no I'm in this <laughs> i'm going because like the paragraphs are all split up as well i like, can't read it properly it's a terrible yeah. experience all around
1: it is but this is how bloggers are making their money at it. but the, the autoplay True. video the autoplay video ads are they're probably the worst because it's pulling down a video to play. And then it usually follows you down the page as you're scrolling. So I've I've heard they make good money, but at the same time, you know, they they impact on your user experience. And, you know, is it a matter of do I need the extra, say, 50 bucks as opposed to getting an extra 20 readers that might see all the other ads and stuff? It's a yeah. balancing on the right sort of – and that's why this page experience is so important with Google Ad at the moment it's, you know, they want it to be a good experience for no matter who's on your site. It's not just all about, yeah, dollar bills, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess it's difficult for bloggers because it's where your revenue is coming from, right? So if it's all coming from affiliates and stuff, then maybe you would go like, oh, I won't go heavy on the ads at all then. But if you're getting money from the ads primarily, then you're going to be doing that, right? But yeah, I'm COVID. just... Sorry?
1: COVID's made it hard like for like mm-hmm. affiliate revenue because a lot of them just closed up shop. You know, they said, you know, mm-hmm. there's no more affiliates. You, you weren't getting it starting to come back at the moment now, but you know, it ads was the only thing people could rely on, even you know, traffic was really down, but you know, it was still something that was there that made money. You didn't have to do anything else. It was, it was there. So it it's a it was it's been a hard time for the last probably 12, 18 months with you know no travel, no anything. Yeah. And now that's yep, you know you've got some more options and that sort of stuff to push your affiliate sort of side of the business and that again to yeah balance your ads with a good user experience.
0: Yeah, I'm. Su- I am surprised that they still perform quite well. The websites with ads, though, because you'd think with a, you know, the the page has being a bit slower, perhaps, or being dis- quite distracting for users, and maybe them bouncing back to search engines as well. Like I would have I thought it would affect rankings. But-
1: yeah, I definitely find it distracting to look at a site. You know, you scroll you know, two lines of text, big image, then it's an ad. Two lines of text, big image, an ad, and sort of breaks up the flow. Um, mm. but, you know. I look at it from a different point of view, I guess, than most average readers. You know, you jump on a news site, as you said, we're used to ads, we see them everywhere, so mm-hmm. a lot of people just tune them out. They come for the content, and off they go. So, um, but there's definitely better ad networks than others. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are really working to make sure their ads are the you know the least impactful as they can, because obviously, yeah. you know, if sites start to drop rankings because they're slow, that's less ad revenue and less income. And
0: yeah, they've definitely income. got out of the finger on the pulse, right? That's it. Good stuff. Right, then let's have a look what we got. Another question. Um, we're getting towards the end. Uh, best practices for uploading images, size, optimizing, naming, alt tags, etc.
1: So images are really important and probably one thing that I see a lot of bloggers neglect the most. Um, images are probably the biggest impact on a website's user experience. Um, most people will grab the image off their camera, off their phone, drag it straight into WordPress, put it in and away you go. Um, they haven't renamed the file, so they're not doing their, everything they can for SEO. Um, they've not sort of resized, cropped the image down to fit the size it needs to be. Um, and just, yeah, just those sort of extra little things. So in terms of workflow, what I do for images on my side and what I do with my clients is grab your image, rename it to fit with the context of your blog post, um, you know, give it, give it something descriptive that helps the topic you're writing about the keywords you're picking and that sort of stuff um and then edit the photo when you are whatever editing program you're using there's a uh, free one for mac or windows called photoscape if you don't have anything um, otherwise you know photoshop things like that are really good for this sort of stuff so you can crop the image to you know crop out the stuff that doesn't provide value in the photo um, a lot of people will just throw the photo up straight as you know there's Focus of them is down here at the bottom, and then there's all this other rubbish at the top that doesn't provide any value. So, crop the image to fit the best angle of what you're going for. Edit it if you're into Lightroom and things like that. Um, and then, where possible, save it for the web. So, what that does is reduce the quality a little bit, but not too much, so that it gets that file size down. So, again, we come back to page speed again. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use services um, like tinyjpeg.com or shortpixel.com, they've got services to optimize your image where you upload the picture, they'll compress it and basically give you back an image that looks almost identical as what you uploaded, but a much smaller size. Um, so that sort of covers your speed and all that sort of stuff. But when you're resizing it, and now each blog's different um, in terms of what size and sort of what's, what's the best way to explain it. So you have a a data size for your images, which is how much sort of megabytes it's going to take up. And then you've got your pixel size for the the actual, how much how big the picture is. Um, So each blog blog will be different. Approximately most blogs are around the 700 pixels to 800 pixels wide um, if you're looking at your content with a sidebar. Um, That used to be the perfect size to upload images and things like that. Um, These days, now that we've all got fancy retina screens and 4K screens and all sorts of amazing stuff, um, you need to upload your images at twice the size of what they show up as. So if your content's, say, 700 pixels wide, you upload one that's 1,400 pixels wide, um, but it shrinks down to be 700 still. Um, reason being, all these fancy screens are essentially giving you um, lots more pixels in the screen, and I, I can't explain it exactly. I just know what you're supposed to do and how it works. Um, so you're, you're getting that crisper um, image, um, and you can test it on your site, you know, if you if you um, upload an image that's 700 pixels wide, upload one that's 1400 pixels wide, insert them as a full size and just compare them on the screen. Usually you get an idea of okay, well, this one looks really crisp and the other one looks a bit blurry on a, on a nicer screen. Um, iPads and things like that, tablet devices are really good to work that out. Um, but yeah, each website is different. So I could say 700 pixels is great. Um, your blog might be narrower, it might be wider. Um, um, it's sort of something you've got to dig a little bit. You can use your, your web browser's inspection tool to, to look it up, but it gets a bit sort of technical. But um, if anybody wants to know, they can leave a comment on the, the Facebook afterwards and I can have a look and give people an idea of what they're looking at. But so yeah. It's so is it, you, is um, it about finding yeah. your
0: the image sizes for your blog posts or your pages and then basically making sure they're pretty much the same when you export them from your yeah. Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever?
1: That's it. Making sure you know what the size it needs to be before you put it into WordPress. Um, WordPress has an image editing tool, Mm. um, but WordPress is more for blogging. I don't trust it to edit my photos and do a nice job. When you know, there's photo editing programs that you can buy and pay lots of money for that, that do it far better. So, and by not uploading that really big image, it's making your website backup smaller. It's making your website faster again. So, yeah. All these sort of flow on effective, you know, if you don't do it now, before it gets to your blog, you're contributing to three or four other problems down the road. So I was helping a client recently that, um, you know, they'd just been uploading images. Their blog was less than a year old and they'd already uploaded eight gig worth of images to their site. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you're going to have to go back and edit these and fix these. And, you know, we can use online tools to help short pixel. I've got plugins and you can buy credits to sort of compress your images. Yeah. Unless you've resized them first, there's still a big, you know, 4,000, 5,000 pixel image that you could blow up and put on your wall, but you've uploaded it to your, to your blog and it's only going to be viewed on a mobile device. So, yeah, um, it sounds like a big, job. Sounds, Sorry, like a big job. sounds like a
0: big job that if you've gone in and they've, they've, Their workflow wasn't right at the beginning, I guess, when they've been doing it. They didn't know that they're supposed to export their images at a certain size and then upload it to WordPress so that it loads quick and it's in the right size for their particular site. They didn't know that, but now you've got a big job of going back and sorting out their huge images.
1: (laughs) That's it. I mean, and it becomes a big job and because everything is, everything's page speed and fast websites these days that, you know, it's no easy fix on that. You've sort of got to... So try and get your workflow in place. So if you're, if you're not doing it now, you know, take that time to learn a bit about editing your photos. You know, it takes an extra five or 10 minutes to, to get your photos ready. But, you know, that little bit of extra boost you get from, you know, naming the file right, setting an alt tag when you upload the image so that it matches. So it's just those, all those little SEO 1% It's, it's going to help you rank better. Um, and then, you know, the speed is better. Your backup sizes are smaller, you, you know, there's just a flow-on effect for so much and because images are generally the biggest issue with most people's websites in terms of how they perform. Mm.
0: Um,
1: it's such a, a simple thing to fix if you just improve your workflow, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have a question on Facebook Live that relates to that from Cash again. Yeah. He's very active today. He, he says, is. <laughs> "He says, is there any resizing images? Oh, no. Uh, any good sites of resizing images in bigger batches? So I guess something that would do it like in the situation you were where there was like hundreds and hundreds of big images.
1: Well, you can get some plugins to do it on your WordPress site to help sort of after the fact. Like ShortPixel has a built-in feature to re-optimize your images and crop them down. Um, But, you know, when it comes to your images and stuff like that, you know, too much automation can mess with the quality and the performance, especially if you're, you're big on your images and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, if, if you're using a Mac, you can use the automated process to automatically, you know, drop a lot of images into something and compress them and resize them and it'll do it all for you. Um, I don't know of anything on Windows off the top of my head because I've not used a Windows machine in a while, but there are some options for it. But for the most part, images are really a, a manual, you know, a process. Like I like, to I like to edit my image in Lightroom, you know, crop it, resize it, you know, it takes me an extra 20 minutes, half an hour to write a blog post, but you know, the benefit I get out of it is is sort of better than trying to sort of shortcut it, I guess, and bulk do it in once. Yeah, um, You can do it, but you don't have enough control over the quality and that, sort of the setup.
0: Perfect. Um, I was just thinking um, a question about lazy loading so like because we're talking about images um so would you recommend lazy loading and what would you use today would you use one of those caching plugins or would you use a separate one
1: WP Rocket; it's got it built into it Um, it'll do lazy loading for your images for your youtube videos and all that sort of stuff so that you know they're not going to have too big of impact on your site um lazy is really really good like You'll notice it a little bit with some people's sites as you scroll down, the images sort of load in as you go. Mm -hmm. Some people hate it because they think their website's not loaded properly or it's going too slow. Um, If you're on a mobile device, which, you know, 50% of traffic is these days, and you're just scrolling Mm -hmm. when you're reading, these images are going to load in as you scroll down. So you don't generally notice it on a a a mobile device. It's more your desktops where you're going to scroll in in big chunks. Yeah. and it it's really good for site speed because, as I said, if someone only scans the first half of your blog post and bails out because it was no value to them, they've not loaded in. Say you've written a really long blog post. There's 20 images in it. They've only seen the first five. Well, they didn't have mm-hmm. to load the other 15. Yeah. So their speed experience is really good. Like the site was quick for them. Um, without it, they've landed on your page. They've read the first, seen the first five images, but the other 15 have loaded in the background and chewed up you know, extra data and extra time and made the web page feel a little bit sort of, Clunky to use as it's still sort of rendering itself. Um, And then you've got your ads to come in on top of that. And there's there's lots of sort of elements there. So by only lazy loading in the images you need, essentially, your featured image at the top of the page, your logo, and everything loads as you scroll, um, it really does boost your site performance, especially for people with large images or they can't resize them easily. You're sort of deferring the problem a little bit so that, you know, for those that don't see everything, you're improving the the aspect a bit but yeah lazy loading is a really good sort of performance metric and google fully supports it um the chrome browser by default um has built-in lazy loading so even if you don't have the plugin chrome will lazy load all the the web pages you visit um safari firefox that sort of stuff they're not they're not there yet but um so it's 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 the way everything's going the way google's going and again all comes back to your your page speed your, your page experience that sort of stuff it's um yeah, everything all sort of links back in one way or the other.
0: Good stuff. Well, yeah, I think I need to put some lazy loading on some of the sites. I think it's on yeah. some of them, but you know, got so many to deal with. I need to outsource it to you probably.
1: But otherwise, I mean, there is a free plugin for it because if you don't want to buy the WP Rocket one, it's um, I think it's called Flying Images. Um, really yeah. good plugin as well that will just do lazy loading for you. Um, works really works well when you know on just about any site. So um, cool. Yeah. Get WP Rocket if you can. If not, yeah, the other one will do the job too for
0: for no money. Good stuff. Uh, I've got another question from Cash again. It's all from Cash on there. I think he's um, your biggest fan.
1: <laughs> I'm watching this.
0: <laughs> do you offer free blog blog audit slash consultancy session before I commit to using your services?
1: I do actually. Um, you know, my my technical support and my business is all pretty much been reliant on word of mouth since I've begun. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm not not looking to work with everybody. I'm just looking to work, you know, it's not about lots and lots of clients. I'd rather be sort of part of your blog and part of your experience get to know you and your blog and how it works and be sort of part of that journey. So, um, yeah, more than I'm happy. I usually want to talk to people before they sign up or happy to talk to people if they just want an idea of, you know, can you help them? Can I be of assistance in some way? Um, sometimes you just want a bit of advice because you're not sure. You know, it, mm-hmm. it might be the case that you know you're not quite you're doing it all right. You don't really need my services. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, "Oh, you have to you have to sign up for me. I'm, I'm the only way to fix it." You know, I'd rather be honest and give you the right sort of feedback than say, "Oh, look, sign up, take your money," and then you know, two uh, two months later, you're like, "Oh, this is for me." Or um, it's better about being you know honest and sort of relatable with your blog. Um, like I started off as a blogger first, the text stuff sort of just come to me naturally because I was an IT guy beforehand and I wanted to help others. You know, I, I get it. I would get a real enjoyment about helping other bloggers with their sites and helping them grow. Um, yeah. Giving back. You know, I've benefited a lot from the blogging community. And when I was blogging, you know, sharing my articles, helping me get on paid campaigns, all that sort of stuff. Um, I know how hard it is. I know what it's like when people are, checking their page views every day and trying to see it improve and trying to deal with SEO and your web host. And, you know, there's all these, all these different things. So, you know, more than happy to have a chat with anybody that's interested in signing up and saying, yep, yes, I can help you. Or give you, I give you some pointers to say, you know what, you know, you can't afford it. You're not, you're not sure if it's for you. Give you some advice and say, look, go away, improve these three things and you'll benefit, you know, and if they come back later on, you know, we can, we can take them on as a client and, and help them even get get those, all those one percenters that they hadn't been able to get yet.
0: Nice. So where, where can people get hold of you?
1: So people will find me at tryassistant.com um, on pretty much Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, most of the places. I'm, I'm <laughs> floating around at the moment, yeah. um, but, you know, you can hit me up for email. Hello at tryassistant.com as well. And, I said, happy to have a chat about anybody with their websites. We're doing, yeah, so we do hosting for bloggers. So, you know, you can get away from all the, the web hosts and the sort of the stories they give you. And you know, Because we host the site, we've got full control and access the server to check the logs, mm-hmm. see what's going on so we can help pinpoint pain points with your website and, and sort of get that. And then we've got our care plans where essentially we look after the website, we back it up, we test the backups, make sure they work. We have a staging site for you if, you if you're interested, so that we can test updates and test new themes without impacting on your live site. Um, we've got a range of sort of third party plugins and services that we offer clients that are, um, depending on what sort of care plan tier you're with, so that we can provide value like the short pixel plugin to help compress your images for you and save you money in that regard as well. So, um, yeah, the idea is just to take the tech side of things away from it being your headache, it becomes a headache, but we don't think of it as a headache. So um, yeah, we keep an eye on it, monitor it, look after the site. And I guess in a way, become a, a mentor or a sounding board for when, you know, you're thinking about doing this with your blog or someone suggested this, is it a good idea? You know, yeah. Instead of having to Google it or, you know, you're jumping in Facebook groups and people are recommending things, but you're not sure if it's for you, you know, you can come to us and say, look, you know, you're looking after my site. Is this a good thing to have? Or is it not, um, you know, help, through the the rubbish and only you know let you get the right stuff because i said we want to be part of your blog we don't want to be just you know a tech guy you call when something breaks you know we want to be you know we enjoy the experience like especially you know i'm married and i've got a couple of kids in our home so i don't get to travel as much as i can so like <laughs> if i can travel vicariously through you then you know that's even better for me so um you know but it's yeah, it's about personal support for us. We don't want to just be you know an, an IT guy. You pay money for that sort of stuff. We want to be there and be part of yeah. your journey.
0: Perfect. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about WordPress, and I've I've been um, you know been slagging it off here and there. But WordPress is a great tool. It does so much stuff, and the, uh, you know, it's so um, so much stuff you can do with it and build with it. But, uh, but sometimes it can become a bit overwhelming. So I think you know if if you are you know, you've got your blog as a business and you're doing well, you could probably save a lot of time by, you know, perhaps delegate some of the more technical aspects of it.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, there's many a time I've, I've tried to delegate out the writing side of writing side of my business. Cause you know, I love the technical side of things, but you know, writing and that sort of stuff doesn't come as natural to me as it does to others. So yeah. you know, I know, I, I know where, I, I know where my limits are, um, you know, for design work and stuff like that, I hire in a designer to do, to do design stuff for us because you know, I can't match your colors and pick your fonts, but I can put your website together in all sorts of amazing ways. And I've got other people I work with, you know, that can help do that other those other areas as well. So um, even if I can't help you, maybe I can send you to someone that can help, you know, solve the problem you've got. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks for answering all these WordPress questions today. I think um, I've written down a load of notes, so um, I've got loads of plugins to look at and uh, things, uh, or maybe some of them to update. Um, but yeah, thanks for having, uh, thanks for coming along and uh, giving us your knowledge.
1: Oh, not a problem. At all. I'm more than happy to share. And as I said, if people want to leave comments on the, the Facebook message afterwards or shoot me an email, yep. you know, um, we can jump on a call if need be. Um, always happy to try and help others with their websites and stuff like that. It's um, you know i've got knowledge i can share you know it's not all about just making money and that sort of stuff it's about bettering the, the community as a whole we can all work together to you know given the last year and stuff like that we've had it. it's mm-hmm. you know everyone can help everyone and we can all benefit
0: oh, great so as soon as this is finished i'll uh, send you a few messages about what things you can fix for me
1: <laughs> not a problem
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Chris. And uh, thanks everyone for listening or tuning in on Facebook Live. If you want to give us a like and um, subscribe on iTunes or, or podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, that would be great. And until uh, the next episode of Traverse Talks, we'll see you all later. See ya. These guys.